You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to be here this morning. Yeah. Um, let's look at the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Jesus Mendala Masoka Brada Konde Besula Baha Brida Baha. We bless your name, O God. <coughs> Father, we bless you this morning. We glorify you. I ask that even as we go into your word this morning, I receive grace, I receive utterance, a spirit of wisdom and revelation to reveal your word. Father, that you will speak. Jesus. Let there be a living expression, Holy Spirit. Let there be life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. It says, By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Talking about faith like Abraham's. Abraham is an example of faith. And if we are children of Abraham, we need to have faith like our father Abraham. There is no way you can walk with God without faith. You cannot. And when you look at the life of Abraham, his life is like a kind of template. It's a template of how God deals with us. Because if Abraham is your father, then I have news for you. Your father is a template. Do you understand? Spiritually speaking, it happens. So there are certain things that will happen in your life, in your walk with God. If you are able to look into his life, you will learn from his example. You will learn from his life how God is going to deal with you. 
So if we're talking of faith like Abraham's, what is it about his faith? What is it about his faith that we can learn? What can we, what kind of examples can we draw from his life? How does it apply to our life today? I will share a few things. There is a lot to talk about faith from Abraham's perspective. <laughs> okay, but let's look at verse 8. It says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive an inheritance. By faith, he obeyed. So if your faith is like Abraham's, you will obey. Okay? You will obey. If you don't obey, then your faith is not like Abraham's. But if your faith is like Abraham's, you will obey. When God calls you out, he was called out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. God called him out to a place where he was going to give to him. And the Bible says he obeyed by faith. So it takes faith for you to obey God. It takes faith for you to obey God. I'm concerned about the faith that disobeys. Because that is not faith at all. Yeah, if it is really faith, then it will show in your obedience. It will show in your obedience. If you look at Genesis chapter 12, it says, Now, verse 1, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Get out. That was the instruction. Get out. Huh? Out of where? Out of your father's house. From your country. To a land that I will show you. I remember when the Lord called us to this nation. There's a lady who, she's going to be with the Lord now. She didn't, she didn't know, she didn't know that the Lord had called us to South Africa. And she was going through a series of experiences, spiritual experiences where the Lord was speaking to her. And the Lord began to speak to her about us. And he said to her, just like I call Abraham to another nation, I've called Pastor Eric to another nation. I'm taking him there. That's where he's going to reap. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? He has labored here. He has labored among you. He's not going to reap here. But I'm taking him to a place. Another place like Abraham. He said that, he said that to her. So I'm taking him to a place like Abraham. And that's where he's going to reap. My goodness. I didn't even think of that. I just heard, we just heard God and we just said we're going to obey. We just, we just said we're going to obey. We put in our resignation. Despite what people said, we just obeyed. And it was later, after we had obeyed, that I met her and she was telling me this thing. And she was saying, I didn't know. But this was what the Lord told me about you. So, God told us to get out of our country. <laughs> and here we are today. So I'm South African by choice. Not by birth. Some of you, you are by birth. You don't have a choice. You, you, you just, you're just born and that's it. It's better to be by choice. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's better to be by choice. Because it took obedience. Yes, you don't have to, be obe to obey to be born. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, by faith, it took faith to make that move for us. Great faith, I'm telling you. It was like insane. What is wrong with you? Where are you going to start from? Who is going to fund you? Uh, where? Do you know anybody? Interestingly, all those that I knew emigrated before I arrived. <laughs> so, you know, we just came like that with nothing, I'm telling you. Knowing nobody, beginning to make friends. And the interesting thing, when we got here, the Lord specifically gave me an instruction to avoid Nigerians. So I couldn't even go to my kindred. I couldn't. I have to obey. Are you a Nigerian? Okay, then. <laughs> the Lord said I should avoid you. So not only did I avoid the nation, I avoided the people. I had to obey that. Huh? Because you see, there is just that comfort when you meet someone, you can speak the same lingo. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. If you've been in a foreign country before, you know how comforting it is yeah. for you to meet a fellow brother or sister. Yes. And you can speak some things, yeah. you can eat some things that you are familiar with or you are used to that you grew up with. Yes. Come on, how many people know what I'm talking about? <laughs> God said, I shouldn't. 
So I have to avoid them on purpose. Only those that force their way into my life. I didn't, I, I mean, there were some I just couldn't avoid. But on purpose I avoided. So that's getting out of your country, not just geographically, but sociologically. <laughs> it takes faith to obey. It takes faith to obey. Huh? It's just, it, it was with time that God now began to allow me to mingle with Nigerians in this country. And that's why you find that even in this church, we don't have many Nigerians, just, let's just, just a few. So one would think that because you're Nigerian, then you know you should have. No, but that's not the call. I wasn't called to Nigerians. So if they're here, they're here to help us to reach the, the land, those that are here. But that's not, our, that's not our target. That's not our focus. I mean, a soul is, is a soul, right? A Nigerian soul is South African soul. But this is the call. The call is to this land. And I know we're just preparing to begin. The main things that God has called us to do. Hallelujah. But it took obedience. It took radical obedience. It took crazy faith to carry your wife and children. By faith, he obeyed. Huh? He didn't even know where he was going. <laughs> he didn't. Uh, look, at, look at that. Look at Hebrews. Let's go back to Hebrews. 11. You see? So this kind of faith, not only does it obey, alright, but he went out not knowing where he was going. So this kind of faith as well doesn't need to know all the facts. Those of you that are crazy about information, too much information can affect your faith. Yeah. Too much information can affect your faith because there are times that you, you, you want to know every detail before you take a step. How can you walk with God? God doesn't give all the details. God gives you headlines. And he expects you to now take steps by faith. It's as you walk by faith that he begins to unfold the rest. But you want the entire template before you take a step. And that's why your faith does not grow. I'll never forget when my leader those days asked me, so God told you to go to South Africa. What did he ask you to go and do there? I said, I don't know. All I know 
is I had this vision in which a man said to me, come over to South Africa and help us. Okay, that's all I saw. I don't have any details. And he says to me, that can't be God. He says, that can't be God because if it's God, he will give you the details. I said, well, I just know what I know and I will work with what I have. At least the nation South Africa was clearly stated. Is that not good enough? Yeah, because they wanted us to go to Miami and they were organizing green card, all those things for us. In fact, they had put everything in place. They just needed my signature. And God says, no, it's not Miami, it's South Africa. And everybody say, that place where those people are killing each other. You want to go to that place? Why? Of all places on the earth, where? Why? Miami is a better place. <laughs> but that's man's opinion. Hello? That's man's opinion. We are not looking for greener pastures. We are looking for a land whose builder and maker is God. And it just, it just was senseless. So those of you that have to make sense of everything, you will struggle at some point in your walk of faith. Because God can give you instructions that don't totally make sense. He gives you enough for you to take the next step. He went out, not knowing where he was going. Mine was even better. I knew where. Do you understand? God made it easier and say it is South Africa. For Abraham, he didn't know. And then he just told Sarah, honey, we're going. Where are we going to? I don't know, but we're going. God says we must go. How many people will follow that kind of a man? <laughs> huh? Will you follow? <sighs> it's difficult. So let's appreciate Sarah for following this man that doesn't know where he's going. What kind of a leader is that? He, somebody is leading you and he doesn't know where he's going. And you have to follow him. All because he told you he had this encounter and this God told him. Faith like Abraham's. He went out not knowing. So with this faith, you need to be able 
to, you need to be secure enough to walk without knowing. Oh well, you know, I I just need all the I just need all the information so that you know so that uh, everything it's uh, is clear to me. It is not always clear. This faith, because even if you have uh, GPS, don't you need to put location? You, how is he? Go- he didn't have any anything to put. He didn't have anything to put. You just tell your GPS, I'm going. Where? You need something. His GPS was God. Yeah. So do you have the kind of faith that you're walking, you don't have the details, but you still trust God? You still believe that God, look, I cannot, it might not look very clear now. It doesn't make much sense, but because you are leading me, I'm ready to follow. I trust you. It takes a lot to walk with God like that. And, and, and for your information, Abraham didn't have any example. So there's no point of reference. At least for us, we have Abraham that we can look to. And we can say our father Abraham walked like this. And so there is a possibility that I'm not insane. But for Abraham, it was not like that. (laughs) He was just walking. Okay, um, right, we, we move, we've arrived at this place, let's rest here now, put the tent here, and uh, then stay there for some time. And next thing he tells Sarah, okay, we have to move. Okay, which direction? To the north, south, east, west? Uh, no, we just move. By tomorrow we'll know. Ha! Huh? So when you, when you see this, you, you, you don't realize how much faith it took for this man to become the father of faith. And for his wife to still remain married to him. It's incredible faith. We might accuse her of, of having a, a Hagar, encouraging him and all of that. But hey, listen. God is not just looking at that. God is looking at her faith of how she followed this man. Yeah, she might have made a mistake, but she still remained in the faith. Not knowing. Some of you can... Anyway, maybe not you. (laughs) Some people cannot even do with the fact that they are not given enough information. They can't handle that. Come on. Your company, maybe they don't, they, you know, they make some decision. They didn't even tell us. <laughs> we didn't even know. They just decided. Okay, if they told you, what difference does it make? Huh? 
So, and then you take that attitude to God, you don't even realize when it now translates to your relationship with God. And it's almost like, God, how can you do this without telling me? He doesn't have to tell you. He can just do it. It's a privilege for him to tell you. <laughs> Isn't it? Imagine you're part of a big corporation. Hmm? A multinational. And then your CEO one day comes to you and starts telling you, you know, this is what we're planning to do yeah. and all of that. Isn't it a privilege? Can you imagine that? The CEO of, uh, let's say, Transnet comes and he meets one, one of the drivers and he starts telling him what? It's a privilege. He, he, he should even be grateful. It's not a right. Are you getting me? So it, it's not a right for God to tell you details. It is not. He has called you to walk by faith. So it would require you taking, walking with him without, without knowing all the details. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Come on. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we look at it as if it's abnormal. No, no, no. It's because you are living in an information age that is so drunk with information that is so confused now. Because God will not tell you everything. Why? Because he knows if he tells you everything, you will run away. You will run away. You say, me? No ways. Some of the things I've, I've been through, if God had told me at the beginning I was going to go through them, do you think I would have agreed? Ah, no. I'd have said, Lord, you know what? You can do all things. I know you can still do your will without me. I'll see you when we get to heaven. As for me, I'm not going to go through this. Yeah. So walking by faith, that's how it is. Imagine the Israelites when God was taking them out of Egypt. Oh, they were so excited. Wow, we are finally free from bondage. He didn't tell them about the wilderness. He didn't. He didn't tell them about the fact that they will be in the wilderness and they will have to believe him. They will have to suffer hunger so that they will learn that man does not live by praying alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He didn't tell them that they will be tested. He didn't. But it's part of the journey. You have to learn to follow God without knowing. The faith that follows without knowing. That's Abraham's faith. Can you follow without knowing tomorrow? You need to be able to. You need to be able to. 
Oh, I need to. I need all the information because you know I just I just need to be. <laughs> Whatever it is we say, you know what you say. But there is a faith that goes out without knowing, and that is not common in our day and age. Especially with our, 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 our training of strategic thinking, you know? So you need to put everything on, on, on the table. You need to see all the different perspectives so that you can map out your strategy and know how to marshal your resources to achieve the goal. <laughs> huh? Is that not so? But when you're walking with God, God just says, move. And you have to move. And you move with excitement. Not knowing. Why? Because of God. Hmm? I don't know where you are. I sense there are some people that are in this place now. Not knowing. But they are just trusting. Is there anybody like that in the house? Let me see your hand. Come on. Yeah, that's right. Not knowing. Yeah. Some people have left me because I don't know certain things. Uh, Pastor, uh, what about this and this and this? I don't know. Ah, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> Yeah. Is it because I'm truthful? Okay, I should make up something, you know? Just make up something to satisfy you. No, I wouldn't. There's a place in God where you don't know, and yet you follow. You follow. Some people pretend to know everything. They're deceiving people. They don't know. When I was, when, 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 when my leader made a mockery of me for not knowing, what are you going to South Africa to do? I said, I don't know, but I'm just going. Because God has spoken. Do you know what? When he was introducing, when they were going to say goodbye to us to the church, he says, your pastor, your pastor says that God has called him to South Africa and he doesn't know what he's going there for. <laughs> what a parting statement. Then he gives me the microphone. Okay, tell them, these are your sheep. Tell them what, what do you have to say? I took the mic, I said I love you guys so much. You've been great. It's been great pastoring you over these years. The Bible says we know in part and we prophesy in part. The part that I know is South Africa. The rest I don't know. 
but I act on what I know. The rest will be given to me when I get there. Yes. Amazing, right? That just came by the Spirit on the spot. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it was there when we came, we got to Cape Town, sitting there in Wonderbosch clothes, praying, now, Lord, we are here. What next? I don't want to assume that because I was a pastor, that's what you want me to do here. What next? We have obeyed. We are here. It was then the Lord said, go to University of Cape Town. Go start reaching the students there for me. Interesting journey. One day I write a book. There's a lot you don't know. Hallelujah. So what if we didn't get to Cape Town? Would he have told us University of Cape Town? No. We want the full blueprint. You be University of Cape Town for this period of years. Then after that you move to Midrand. All of that, according to that man, God should have told me all of that before I left. I need a biblical template for that. Where is that? The example I have is Abraham going, not knowing. But God bless his heart. I'm sure he had the best intentions. But man is limited. Amen? So don't think you are insane if you have to walk with God not knowing the full details. It's okay. It's okay. Some of us are addicted to information. <laughs> Excess information. And it's interesting. I've seen it many times. i give you an example. Where people, because... Uh, because of what they know, they struggle to believe God. I've seen it in the area of healing. Like medical people, it takes a lot of faith for them to, you know, to, to cross that because they know so much about the body and the operation, how the body works. And if they don't, if don't, they don't break that barrier of the logic that they have, they find it hard to walk by faith, especially in the area of healing. Why? Because they know exactly. They say, oh, this means this, and it's getting to this and this. So when you see God using a doctor to heal the sick without medication, know that it's a miracle. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, because if he sees, he knows this organ is already packing up and this is already... And in, in spite of all of that, he now operates in the supernatural. You know that. This. <laughs> because what you know can hinder your faith. So that's why God intentionally withholds information from us. 
It's actually for our benefit. Because some of the information we want will not help our faith. Do you understand? I, I, I've experienced it many times. When I know things about people, it's more difficult for me to operate in the word of knowledge. I'm telling you. It's more difficult for me to operate in the word of knowledge. Why? Because I already know in the natural. So for me to flow in the supernatural, in that person's life, it becomes more difficult. So it works better for me when I don't know anything than I speak. I, 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 can, I can key into the spirit and receive. Why? Because I don't know. So not, ev not every time information is good. Hallelujah. Especially when walking by faith. Uh, okay, so what are we going to do now? Uh, what's, what's the next line of action and all of that? I don't know. I don't know. When we get there, we will know. Period. And it's interesting how it works. You might not know today what you are going to do tomorrow. But when you wake up, you have the grace for that day. And the grace for that day comes with the knowledge for that day. That's how it works. Okay. So don't be like the world who need to see the end before they begin. God can give you a glimpse, but he will not give you all the details. Because then you won't be walking by faith. You'll be walking by sight. If he has to show you. Imagine this. I mean, we're already in the, in the, we've already finished the first half of the year. Okay? Imagine the next half of the year, God shows you every single day of the rest of the year. Wouldn't that drive you insane? Imagine everything that is going to happen tomorrow. You see it now. And the day after, and the day after, and the next week, and all the days, God shows you everything because He has it. If He shows you everything, can you handle it? And then you see how this person is going to betray you. This one is going to gossip about you. And this one is going to do this. This one is going to cheat you. This one is going... You see all of that and you have to walk by love. <laughs> yeah, that's why God is not revealing things to many of us. You want to have visions. You want to know things about, you know, and all of that. God can't trust you. He can't. He can't. Because the little thing he has shown you already, you are suspecting everybody. <laughs> Just a little. Now you are like, hmm. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder what she's thinking now. Come on. Walking by faith doesn't require much information. It just requires enough for you to take the next step. That's all. That's all. God is not generous with insignificant or unnecessary information. He's not. 
When it comes to that area, he's very stingy, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not the right, the best expression, but you know, you know what I mean. Then the next verse 9, look at it. It says, by faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac, Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So by faith he dwelt in the land of promise, even as a foreigner. He, it takes faith. I'm looking at, I don't know if you guys saw it on, 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 on the media. It was shown on, on, on the media. This, this Malian guy that rescued somebody, rescued a child huh? from the balcony. This child is hanging and this man climbs several steps. Several floors rather, not steps, yes. He climbed one, one floor and then jumped to the next and to the next and to the next until he rescued this child. You know, it was faith. Because his own life was at risk. He could have fallen off. Right? But he did that and guess what? Now he's been given even citizenship of France. This guy went into France as a refugee. Now he is sitting with the president of France. Amen. And the president of France gives him a citizenship certificate. Amen. You are now a citizen of France. Yes. Come on. Yes. And then gives him a job as a fireman. Yes. Come on. Yes. Huh? So he climbed those... You know, flaws not knowing. Not knowing what was coming. In his heart, he was just stirred up to do something. And he followed that leading. And look at the result now. Now the president of Mali is asking him to come back home. They will give him a job. Give him a job in the military. <laughs> Keep your job, my friend. I already have a job. Give the ones that don't have a job. Yes. There are jobless people in Mali. Attend to those ones. I already am sorted. What do you want me to come back for? Hallelujah. <laughs> so, this guy has been dwelling in the land of France as a foreigner. I don't know if I can say by faith, but it takes faith for you to cross. Because if you know the hazard, those guys go through Libya, go through all kinds of places, put their life at risk. Some people don't even have the faith to come to Joburg from, uh, from KZN. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I'm telling you, I've met people like that. 
They say, oh, no. How thing? No, no, no. That place, no. Ha! And I'm looking. What kind of people are these? <laughs> They've been spoiled. So too much information. The media has bombarded them and it has created a picture and now their faith is paralyzed. That's why God doesn't give you too much information. He knows you. You think you know yourself. Lord, just tell me. I'll be fine. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Just give me all the information. I know I'll be sorted. I know how to organize myself. <laughs> he knows you. You won't. <laughs> hmm? So it takes, even when you see someone who has come here as a foreigner, I'm telling you, it took some faith. Amen. It took some faith. Hmm? Most of you are in Gauteng now. You, 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 you came here by faith. Am I correct? Yeah. It took faith for you. To leave your comfort zone. It took faith. Now you're dwelling here and then, you know, as time goes on, things begin to open up. God begins to honor that faith. Amen. Begins to honor that faith. Amen. It takes faith. Now I'm not saying you should just get up now and start going somewhere and say faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. If, if God has not spoken, then it's not faith. But if God speaks, that's where faith begins. So they dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country. By faith. How, how do you live by faith? That's exactly it. And do you know that tradition has it that Abraham was actually from a wealthy family? Yeah. He was from a very wealthy family. So he had to walk away from all of that. He took faith. He took faith. He walked away from all of that. By faith. To now begin to dwell in tents. As a matter of fact, if you look at history, if you go and study history, you find that it, at that time in the era of the Chaldeans, they had some sophisticated technology. They had their, um, their buildings. They even had water waste, um, wastewater system in place at that time. Can you imagine? They even had, the, you know, archaeologists discover that there were even some like double-story buildings at that time. So it was like the height of civilization. And God calls him to go to the desert. He's now living in tents. Imagine you are living in a double-story building with, you know, everything, all the amenities that that day could provide. Then now you have to go to this place where you don't even know where you're going to have your next shower. So it takes faith to dwell in that kind of condition. Some of us are too comfortable. Hmm? 
Because as time goes on, as God begins to bless us, let me tell you something. I've seen this from my experience. Well, after God begins to manifest, He begins to now commission us. I'm telling you, that's what is going to happen. Because now there is the power and there is the means. Then he now begins to say, okay, fine, you go here. You go here. You do this. You do that. We should be able to. Yes. What would you do if we say, okay, fine, um, Carol, we want you to go to Malawi. <laughs> Huh? You will go. Let me find. Yeah. The time will come for that. I promise you. And then you have to dwell in a place where you don't have what you've been used to. The first time it happened to me, I was always complaining when I found myself in Gambia. I'm saying, like, what kind of a place is this? They don't even have this. They don't have this. They don't have that. They don't. And as I was complaining, God spoke to me one night. Shut up. Huh? He said, if you know what I have for you in this place, you'll be celebrating. Stop it. I had to repent. My attitude changed. That was where God laid the foundation for some of the things that are happening in my life. I was just a young lad. Didn't know much. Just had zeal. No knowledge. And sometimes zeal without knowledge is okay. To a point. Because too much knowledge can kill your zeal. Some, you know, some people know so much that they are not zealous anymore. <coughs> it's interesting how these things happen. Verse 10, he says, For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So there is a faith that waits. Can you see that? There is a faith that waits. By faith, you wait for God. Amen. You wait for God to finish what he's constructing. There's something God is constructing for your life. There's something God is constructing for your family. There's something God is constructing for your future. Do you have the faith to wait? Or are you in a hurry to go and do your own? It takes faith to wait. Unfortunately, some people don't have that faith. I'll never forget how somebody came to me. Pastor, I've been with you for seven years now. Seven whole years. I think it's my time to move on. I said, well, bless the Lord. I wish you Godspeed. Who told you that God does what he wants to do in seven years? Who gave you that timeline? gave you that timeline. By faith he waited. God promised and you wait and you're now, oh, it's, it's, it's not happening. I think, you know, this is what we need to do now. 
That's not faith. You've stepped out of faith when you start thinking like that. Sometimes when you wait, it seems it appears to people as if you don't know what you're doing. Do you understand? You don't know what you're doing because you're waiting on God. But by faith, he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Do you understand that God himself is building this thing? He's building your life. He's building a city for you. He's doing the foundation. It takes time. It takes time. Don't be in a hurry. Huh? To jump out of what God is building. <laughs> because he's not following your timeline. Mm. Builder and maker is God. He waited. He waited. Faith like Abraham knows how to wait. Okay? Knows how to wait. No wonder it took him 25 years just to see Isaac. <laughs> I will bless you. You're going to have a son. I'll make you a great nation. You know, and all of that. But it took 25 years of waiting before Sarah could conceive. Gone past menopause. The doctors will tell you that the best time to have a child, they have their own, you know, whatever. In the late 20s, early 30s and now you are almost 40 nothing is happening come on I remember this sister that came to me pa that time I wasn't a pastor Eric I've, I've waited long enough I think I can't I can't wait anymore I, I just need to have a child now and of course she went to have a baby <clears throat> now you got the baby Without a husband. So, all right. You got a baby. At least. All right. But my goodness. Did her life go down? I wept. I wept. I wept. All right. Couldn't wait. There is a faith that waits. There is a faith that waits. Waiting is not foolishness. Waiting is a demonstration of faith. You believe God. Can you wait for God to do it in his own time, in his own way? Can you wait for him to finish erecting that foundation? Can you wait for him to build that city? Your life. God is building something. Let's pray. Time is gone. Mighty God. Why don't you talk to God? Ask the Lord to help you. Lord, my God, help me.
I want to walk in faith. There's faith. My Lord and my God. I want to be able to wait. Wait for the things that you have promised me. The faith that waits. The faith that obeys. The faith that goes out not knowing. My Lord, let it be developed in us. Mighty God. There are people that have been called to this church, but they cannot wait. They cannot wait for God. There are people that have been called to join this family, but they cannot wait. And so because of that, they have planted themselves where God has not planted them. My Lord, have mercy. Have mercy, have mercy. Help us, O oh God, even with our lack of information. That, Lord God, we will not shake because we don't have all the information. We will not be shaken, my Lord and my God. I pray that you will strengthen our faith. Strengthen our faith. Lord my God, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Father, we bless your name. We glorify you this morning. Thank you for the spirit of faith that is in us. You are working in us. Father God, just like you did in the life of our father Abraham, Amen. I ask that you will work it in us, in each and every one of us. Mighty God, help us to be strong in faith. Help us to be strong in faith. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we might not have all the information we think we need, but Lord, help us to trust you all the same. To follow you all the same. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.